talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Well, welcome to Catholic Women Now this morning. We're delighted to be with you, and thanks for inviting us into your home, your car, whatever you're, maybe you're running errands, carpooling, whatever you're doing today. I'm Julie Nelson. I'm joined by Emily Schmidt. Hi, Julie. Hey, Emily. So uh, we had just a, a really great weekend with Christ Our Life, and yeah. I want to say, yeah, many may not know, but you were part of the band, and the music yeah. was outstanding. It was, it was very... Um, appropriate just right on cue and it just it just stirred the soul and it stirred up the holy spirit on sunday well praise god because it was it's always a feels like a whirlwind we the band um as it was said multiple times this weekend the band gets together on friday from some of us from here some of us from out of town and we rehearse on friday and that's pretty much what we get and it is the Holy Spirit. We have to rely on, obviously, our professionalism and the things that we've learned, but on God and the Holy Spirit to make it truly powerful. But Steve's such a great leader. So it's well, he he is. And I don't know if it's because I met him because we had him on the show or I like to think it's the Holy Spirit, but he just really seemed to be very engaged with you could just see the Holy Spirit working through yeah. him so powerfully this weekend. And his stories were wonderful he just he's a gifted storyteller as well and funny he's so funny yeah, he he's got, brings in some good humor <laughs> well hey happy feast of the archangels today yeah, the feast of the archangels so yeah. yeah yeah so i had to get that in there let our listeners know you i know right because it's a day that gets forgotten, to be honest. It's always the day of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Hey, Archangels. Thanks yeah. for looking out for us. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, I just just a little introduction to our guest today. We'll bring her on in a little bit. But we're going to have Liz Kelly join us here in a little bit. She is um, the speaker for an upcoming event in Des Moines called Wine, Women in the New Evangelization. Sponsoring it. It's called, the theme is... The Roaring Twenties, Lessons of Love from Leading Ladies. So we're going to have Liz come join us, talk a little bit about what she's going to talk about and get to know her and what her ministry is is, is um, about too as well. I'm excited, especially learning about some more ladies in the That's church. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll start with prayer. As always, we just entrust this time to our Blessed Mother Mary and ask for her intercession as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. The Eucharistic Miracles of the World Display will be on display September 26th through October 10th at St. Teresa Catholic Church here in Des Moines, Iowa from 9 to 5 p.m. So if you're in that area or you're a member of that church, stop in and see those. They are beautiful banners of all the Vatican-approved Eucharistic miracles that um, Iowa Catholic Radio has put together. So with that, let's bring in our guest, Liz Kelly. She she will be the speaker at the upcoming wine event for women. A little bit about Liz. She is a retreat leader and the award-winning author of 10 books. And she's made numerous appearances on EWTN, Salt and Life TV, Relevant Radio, to name a few. And she is co-host, along with David Deville, of the Logos podcast, Deep Down Things, Liz lives with her husband, Vincent, an architect in Minnesota, and just put a plug in for her website. It's LizLetterK.org. Welcome, Liz, to Catholic Women Now. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here. 
Well, we're delighted to have you, and we're delighted to have you come to Des Moines in a couple of weeks for the wine event. Yeah, I'm excited. So I wanted to know, I, I want to know a little bit more about what you're speaking about. What, who are these Roaring Twenty leading ladies? Well, uh, the uh, Ke- Kelly Walquist, who is the head of wine, always comes up with these very pithy uh, <laughs> themes. And the woman I'm going to be speaking about uh, was a very well-known actress um, into uh, the early uh, last century and into the 20s. And uh, she left all of that to live her life as a penitent. She had an incredible conversion story. And so we were thinking the 1920s were roaring back kind of in retaliation against the war and all of that that was going on. And the 2020s <laughs> with COVID, we're kind of roaring back. But what we want burning through us is the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what we want roaring through us in these 2020s and just allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. So that was kind of Kelly's idea for the roaring 20s. Um, but yeah, so when COVID hit, um, all of my work dried up as it would, you know, leading retreats and traveling and everything. So I found myself with a, a year or so open. And that's when I wrote the book, Love Like a Saint. And each chapter concentrates on one particular virtue, one or two, and then matches it with a woman who really exemplifies that virtue. Uh, And I wanted to be very clear to include everything from lay people to servants of God, venerables, blessed, and saints. I wanted the whole arc of holiness. And it just turns out that Eve uh, was a lay person and uh, has an incredible story. So I'm going to be sharing about her life and her conversion. I love learning about these little known women. Um, it gives me hope because, you know, I know I'm not, I'm not going to probably be a saint. Maybe I'm hoping we, we all work towards that, but it's just, um, I know I doubt I'll be canonized. Um, but, uh, you never know. We're going to pray for that, Julie. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think I'm. I'm, (laughs) But it's nice to hear that, you know, um, all the different backgrounds they come from, you know, there's something there for all of us, right. To strive for. Yeah. I was very intent on, on, on getting different walks of life. So there's a child, there's a divorced woman, there's a married woman. There are sort of the a more typical religious, uh, you know, a, a wide variety of walks of life uh, are represented in, in the book. And I, I hope that, and one of the outcomes of the book, by just concentrating on one virtue, I think there's a real intimacy that's um, created with that particular woman uh, to just see how she operates through obedience or through the gift of faith or love or whatever it is. Um, I just feel like I have all these new, very close friends in heaven <laughs> now, and I hope other women will feel that too. The cloud so, of witnesses. And it's so important for women to see themselves yeah. in these holy, holy women so that yeah. they know they're not alone yeah. and that they, they too, like Julie's expressing that they too can, um, be a member of the communion of saints. Absolutely. And that there is no walk. There is no age, there's no stage of life that is exempt from an invitation to grow in holiness. And uh, that's why I was also very keen to include a child in, um, so the story of Anne de Gagne is is a very important one. She was one of the 
examples that they the Vatican was actually looking at when it was trying to determine at what age could people be canonized and that sort of thing. So um, I really hope that comes through that that we're all on a path. <laughs> we're all on we're all on this arc somewhere. I'm exactly. way down on that side. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm on the arc. It's all right. Well, we're speaking with Liz Kelly. She's going to be the speaker at the wine event coming up October 13th at the Tea Room. You're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio funded by Loris College, an innovator and leader in Catholic liberal arts education located in Dubuque. Dedicated to integrating the Catholic intellectual tradition throughout the curriculum, Loris College transforms students as active learners, reflective thinkers, ethical decision makers, and responsible contributors within our communities. Named the fifth best baccalaureate college in the nation by Washington Monthly, Loris College invests in graduate and undergraduate students to achieve a bright future. Learn more at loris.edu. That's loris.edu. Father PJ McManus here from Be Not Afraid. Join me along with Iowa Catholic Radio's Matt Wilcom for our Footprints of God Holy Land pilgrimage, November the 12th through the 21st of 2023. We'll see the Church of the Visitation, touch the top of Mount Calvary, and visit the famous Western Wall. Plus, expert pilgrimage guide and Catholic convert Steve Ray will be right there to bring the Bible to life at every site. Don't miss Iowa Catholic Radio's 2023 Holy Land pilgrimage. Early bird pricing available details at iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by Emily Schmidt as my co-host. We are having a delightful conversation with Liz Kelly. She's a featured speaker at the upcoming wine event here in Des Moines, October 13th at the Tea Room downtown. And right before the break, we were just talking about a little what you were telling us about the inspiration behind the theme of our event here called The Roaring Twenties, Lessons of Love from Leading Ladies, and about your book on the saints that you wrote during COVID. Mm -hmm. So I um, Liz, who is your favorite saint that you wrote about in this book? Yeah, um, every book that I write, I try to identify a kind of anchoress uh, to intercede for me. And in the book that I wrote about women in the New Testament, it was Magdalene. She was the first chapter that I finished, and I really prayed, and I said, please, I need seven or eight more women, and she populated my imagination. Same thing happened with this book. Uh, love like a saint um, there was a young woman that I was introduced to while I was on retreat uh, my my uh, assistant and I go to Broomtree we try to about once a year and I remember that retreat because I had really bad vertigo and in the morning I was just like spinning too much so I missed the morning conference and I asked my assistant I said what I miss and she said well the woman who was leading the retreat was speaking about new venerables and there was one in particular who, for whatever reason, just struck me like holy lightning. You know how the saints choose us. Mm -hmm. Her name at that time, she was a venerable, venerable, blessed Benedetta Bianchi Poro. And I know that sounds like it should come with a glass of Chianti and some meatballs. Um, <laughs> if she's, uh, uh, she's now beatified. But I went home from that re retreat. I started looking her up. And again, it was just like, who is she? I just felt I needed to tell her story. Uh, she's going to be an incredibly powerful state strength for young women, for single women, for professional women, for women who work in healthcare, for those who care for people with prolonged progressive illnesses, for those who suffer from those illnesses. Um, and uh, one night I remember I was lying in bed and I was thinking about 
but writing a book about her. And I remember praying, I was like, Benedetta, I really want to hear from you if you want to give me permission to write about your life. I mean, this is such a sacred thing, right? To write about a whole person's life. So the next morning I was sitting at my desk and a good girlfriend of mine texted me and she said, I'm downstairs with the kids in the car, but I have something for you. Can you run outside? So I did. And she jumps out of her van and hands me a watercolored rendition of Benedetta that a local artist. Wow. I just started crying in the parking lot. She's like, I thought you would like it. And I said, I do like it. <laughs> Here's <laughs> a joy. Yeah, Here's I was telling yeah. the story and all this sort of thing. Um, so many stories like that. I ended up writing one article about her. A woman in Omaha discovered it, called me up and said, could you lead our women's retreat in Omaha? I said, sure. How did you find me? She said, I read this article that you wrote about Benedetta. And I said, well, why were you looking her up? And she said, well, I had lunch with Benedetta's niece the other day, and she told me that I should pray to her because my son is suffering a similar illness. You know, so just crazy things. I ended up getting to meet Benedetta's niece, and she gave me an abundance of materials in English on her that I would not have had otherwise. So... Uh, it was very easy. Benedetta became the anchoress for this book, and I really asked her intercession to bring the other women together that should sort of fill out these pages. Um, and I trust she did that. No question. <laughs> oh, I love that. I just love how the Holy Spirit uh, unites and brings together. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Liz. Um, as an author and a speaker and a retreat leader, uh, what, what's your message to women today? I would say uh, my primary desire of my heart is to help women enter into deeper encounter with the sacred heart, the sacred and healing heart of Christ. I would say a, a prong of that mission is to help women enter into prayer with scripture. Uh, I firmly believe that there is a wound in the feminine heart in particular that can only be healed through an encounter with God's living word. And uh, I, I, I have experienced that myself and I want to give that gift as much as possible to all the women that I encounter. So my retreats, my talks, my books all include uh, prayer prompts in particular with scripture with a lot of instruction and guidance and uh, how to go about doing that. Um, It tends to be, you know, as Catholic women, I think we tend to do very, very well holding the suffering Christ in our heart. And I think one thing praying with scripture helps us to do is to help us hold the risen Lord in our heart and to walk through life as as women who have encountered the risen Lord. You know, I can say from personal experience, when I began to understand that that word in the scripture was just meant for me, that's when I started to have breakthroughs. Like God is just, it's not just something said on Sunday to all these people I'm with. It's meant for me that, that I matter. He sees me and, and way before I was even born. So can you share a story or two of some women that you've encountered through your retreats that have experienced this 
healing through through the word? Um, well, uh, yeah. I mean, and in part, I guess I'm still thinking about Benedetta, but it's interesting. She suffered from a very grave illness I had never heard of. And very often uh, when I go out uh, and speak about her, uh, it's uncanny how many times I have met people in the audience, women who have that illness. And um, it's like, I never knew there was a saint who knew me so intimately who struggled with the same illness. Um, so I guess that's not an example of, of praying with scripture. Uh, but um, well, I can tell you about one woman I just heard about this week. I think I mentioned to you that there are about 300 women in the Carolinas who are going through Jesus Approaches study right now. Which is uh, one of your books. Yes. Right? Yes. And that, that has a, a series of talks and a study that I developed for our archdiocese. And then, you know, a couple thousand women have gone through it now. And now people are starting to do it. I recorded it so that people could do it in other, in other dioceses. And uh, the women in Carolina are just blowing me away. But there was, there's one talk where I'm talking about reclaiming our identity as daughters and not just daughters of the father, but beloved daughters of the father, daughters that are, are delight the father's heart. And, uh, you know, there was a woman who was listening to that talk. And in, in that talk, I talk about um, being a good girl. And so that's one little example. Uh, we can finish that story when we come back from break. Yeah, yeah. Well, the identity is huge. It's a big big part of it. So yeah, let's talk more about it at the break. So if you just tuned in, we're speaking with Liz Kelly, who will be a speaker, the speaker at the upcoming wine event for women, October 13th at the Tea Room in downtown Des Moines. You're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, SV dpdsm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by my co-host, Emily Schmidt, and we're visiting with Liz Kelly, who will be speaking at the upcoming wine event for women, October 13th, the Tea Room in downtown Des Moines. And Liz, we've just had just a delightful conversation with you. So you were talking before the break about um, identity, but specifically to how the living word um, of scripture is being healing for women. Can you finish that story for us? Sure. I think that the father wound is a very common wound. It's something that we all carry to some degree. And because Jesus is so um, clear the father and I are one. I come, the father is with me. I'm not alone. The father is with me. I come to you. The father's will. 
uh, he offers us so many opportunities in his word to approach as daughters. And especially I love the when Jesus blesses the children. And as this woman was sort of imagining herself approaching the Lord as a little daughter and being blessed by the, by the Lord, she had a very vivid experience of receiving blessing. And that was very healing for her. Do you see this father wound expressing itself differently based on like gender age and the generation, different generations of women? Uh, I don't know that I see it very differently in terms of ages. I would just say it's becoming more grave. Uh, Fatherlessness, and I have a whole chapter on this in my next book, which is coming out this spring, it's Meditations on the Last Words, and I have a whole chapter on reclaiming fatherhood as, as a good. I think we've um, a fatherhood has almost been written off as irretrievable, as irretrievably lost. And of course, Jesus comes to refather the world in the same way that Mary can remother us <laughs> in the ways that we carry a feminine wound, uh, you know, the father longs to refather us. And um, that's one of the primary reasons that he sent the Lord is so that we could connect with him and be refathered. Um, so I think it's, it's a very common thing. Um, some of us have deeper wounds than others, particular to father, but I think everybody has to address it at some point to some degree. I would agree it's, with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's something we all share in no matter our age or background. And sure, sure. Even, you know, I had a great dad and I still have father wounds. So, yes. you know, I mean, nobody's perfect. There's you, you um, uh, you can't do everything exactly right. And that's good news that the Lord's here to refather us and will. Yes. Yes. He wants us back. He wants us with him. Yeah. Well, as you do your retreats and your ministry of spiritual direction and such, what do you think um, women are in search of or most need of? Is it is it the healing of the father wound or is there more to that? I think that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one. Um, and I think just healing in their femininity. And by that, I mean, appropriating a proper sense of their femininity and then celebrating that as gift and not just any old gift, but a gift that the church needs. She needs us to be holy women. She needs us active in our feminine gifts. And, um, uh, I mean, that's a whole talk in and of itself, but I do think that a lot of women have rejected some of their own charisms because they see them as, you know, too girly or feminine gifts. And there's just been a lot of damage done to the feminine heart and the worth that she has, the strength that she brings, the grace that she brings to the church. Edith Stein said, when a woman enters an environment, she humanizes it. Mm. JP too picked up that thought and said, this is why women need to be in every sphere of politics, medicine, the economy, at home, rearing children. I mean, we have a particular entrustment with the human person. Um, and I think women need to reclaim that as a gift and a good one and a necessary one. I would agree so much with that. And I would also would uh, kind of assert that some women don't even know this 
that there are gifting on their lives. Right. You right. know, you know, so, you know, some do and reject it because the world tells them otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I do think some don't even know about the gifting and and the few studies I've led with women about this, the, the, the eureka moment that the, the unfolding of this beauty and joy that comes from them when they realize this Mm -hmm. is, is just leaves me in on wonder about how beautiful God created us, you know, and, and we need it. We need our charisms. We need, if we don't know what they are, we need to figure out what they are and then steward them and give them back to the church. And, and something really wonderful happens when we're operating in our cares and when we're really allowing the Holy Spirit to work, we're not lonely, we're not frightened, we're more ourselves than we ever have been, we're who we're created to be. Um, uh, so I think that definitely needs to be reclaimed for many. And I just want to kind of close this up a little bit with the, the, the fact that women coming together is when we find that of who we are. We, we build yeah. each other within community. We, we discover those gifts within, within ourselves. And I think that's a beautiful way we can support each other. Well, Liz Kelly, it was great to have you on Catholic Women Now today. We look forward to meeting you at the wine event, October 13th here in Des Moines. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Liz's website. It's a beautiful website. I encourage you all to go there. It's like going on a little retreat. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely done so well, Liz. I give you Lots of kudos for that work. Um, and it's Liz K, the letter K dot org, Liz K dot org. The shortest website on earth. <laughs> I know. I looked at it twice. Like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Catholic Women Now. Let's close out with prayer. And since this is the feast day of the Archangels, let's say them a St. Michael prayer. Name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protector against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O art, art, art post. Prince of the heavenly host, cast into hell Satan and all his evil followers who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. May the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Catholic Women Now broadcasting from the Iowa Catholic Radio Network studio. The Iowa Catholic Radio Fall Fundraiser begins next week, October 3rd, and we would appreciate your help in making and evangelizing um, our Catholic faith. Also, during the month of October, Iowa Catholic Radio will be sponsoring a diaper drive to benefit InterVisions Healthcare. Any size of diaper is welcome and can be dropped off during office hours at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studio located at 1355 50th Street in West Des Moines. Faith on Trial with Deacon Mike Mano and Gina Knoll is up next. And remember, God loves you and has an amazing plan for your life. Today's Catholic Women. The voice for Catholic Women Now, Iowa Catholic Radio. To a